It's time to experience Thrill of the Hunt, a collector's podcast. Hey, kid, you want a toy? What do the man know about toys? Action figures each sold separately. Batteries not included. With Kung Fu Grip, the hands that grip. I have three of each, one to display, one to open, and one just in case. Why do you keep all your toys in boxes? How do you play with them? I don't. <laughs> I collect them. You're not a collector's item. You're a child's plaything. You are a toy! Action figures and playsets for ages six and up. Way up! Welcome to a wintry December, depending on where you are, and a beginning of, we hope, a happy and safe holiday season for all of our listeners, wherever you may be around the nation and around the world. Um, So, as you're trying to celebrate, hopefully, the end of this wondrous year of 2020, we hope that you're able to enjoy a little trip down this year's experience and toys with us. So Chris, are you excited about the holidays? Uh, I am excited to have some three day weekends from work. <laughs> I am, ex- I am excited, but uh, not as excited as it was last year, just cause last year we got to go home and be with the family. And obviously this year that looks a lot different. So, but you know, the holidays are always a fun time of year, no matter what you're celebrating. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to seeing what new toys I get for Christmas. <laughs> right. And uh, it's always fun to look back and think about what we've been through. Not 2020. We're not going to go into that detail. But, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but what we went through in the sense of, what did we like the most? And, and first of all, what we're going to be doing today, we hope to be a yearly tradition here at Thrill of the Hunt, which is our award ceremony for 2020. And when we say award ceremony, please, please, please know that these are our personal thoughts and choices, not anything based in real data or anything. What are you talking about? We're a podcast. Um, this is something based on our own personal interest and likes and thoughts and we'll explain each and go through it but feel free to share what your best of is um based on these different categories and and uh we're we're always wanting to hear back from everyone and we make sure that you react to us through whatever social channel you use may that be facebook twitter instagram which seem to be our three major outlets and uh chris what do you think about this yearly tradition. Are you excited about it? You know, I am excited about it because it's so much fun to look back and, you know, you can get lost in what you got that year when there's so much coming at you, especially when we're collecting multiple properties. So it's great to look back and remember, oh yeah, this figure, oh yeah, that figure, you know, this play set, that vehicle. It's just, it's just a lot of fun to look back and have these, these different categories that we've decided on to kind of think about. And I know for us, some of these were real easy and some of these were a little bit tougher. And like Brian said, you know, we want to hear from you guys. Come and, and let us know on our social media channels what your picks are. Um, yeah, so, I mean, let's get into it. Yeah, let, let's first of all, let, let's, we're going to go over, we've created... 16 categories and we're going to give both 
Brian and Chris's take on each of those categories. So first of all, let's kind of go through the categories and give kind of a basis for our choices here um, uh, for why we're choosing these categories. And then we'll go through each and actually give our actual awards out. But uh, first of all, um, some awards that we have broken down are number one, best articulation. And what we mean by this is its ability to be able to put into a multitude of poses, um, the joints and the ability to uh, be able to utilize different kinds of looks and feels for the character as it works for that character. Um, uh, I'll, I'll turn it over and we'll go back and forth. That's the first category. So our second category is best face sculpt. So this is going to focus directly on the face to see which figures we got this year that have the, the most accurate face sculpt. Very, very well said. The third category is going to be our best use of paint application throughout the entirety of the figure. So unlike just the face sculpt, we want to see how well was the overall feel of the figure, the paint, the deco, everything on it. Um, who had the best overall physical look? Yep, very well said. And our fourth category is best individual figure from an established line and property. So that's going to be a property that's been out there before. Uh, and we're going to talk about what we think is the best figure in that line and property. Absolutely. And now we're going to start to get in some interesting ones in a moment. But to play off of what Chris just said, we're also going to look at the best individual figure from a brand new property in 2020. So think of it as being a line that didn't exist before 2020, at least in recent modern history. So a brand new line that was unveiled. Exactly. And number six is best vehicle or playset. And so in this one, we're gonna choose the best vehicle or playset from this year that gives us uh, what we were looking for in, in a vehicle or a playset, and really just kind of helps fill out your action figure displays. Absolutely. Which leads us to number seven, the best convention exclusive in a very unique year that we've been in. We've had a lot more access to convention exclusives than we have before, obviously, still fighting off those bots and all the fun times, but still thinking about what was the best exclusive that was released as part of a limited convention. And then that leaves us to our eighth choice which would be our best store exclusive. And that would be, it had to be specifically laid out to a individual store. May it be a Target or a Walmart. It had to be a physical branded store that would be releasing that figure. Yep, that's correct. So you have the two exclusive categories there. And then in number nine, we get into best figure line or license from a major company or property. And so that's going to be uh, your big 
companies, your big toy companies, the ones that have big properties. Um, but then number 10, we do best figure line or license from an independent or small company. So we're really covering both ends of the spectrum there as far as your, your smaller or independent toy companies versus your, your, your big giant companies. And now we're going to get into some unique categories with the next four that we'll be talking about. And uh, number 11 is going to be our best custom head or accessory. So no figure is quite complete without some customization, right? And some kit bashing and some creativity. And there are a lot of great artists and creators out there that have added to a figure standout aesthetic appeal. And I can't think of anything better than to add a category like custom head or accessory. Yeah, I completely agree with you. And that kind of leads into uh, 12, which is best import figure. So we're not just talking about the US here, we're gonna talk about figures that we've imported from other countries, other areas, other companies outside the US. Absolutely. And with something that has become a mainstay in our current pop culture, which is Kickstarter. This year, we've had quite a few popular Kickstarters be created in the realm of toys and action figures. And we want to make sure that we celebrate some of those great successes and some standout, really amazing creations this year from Kickstarter. Yep. That, uh, Kickstarter is, is pretty cool, um, and we're seeing that adopted more and more, but into category 14, and this one is kind of the only one that maybe doesn't necessarily pertain to this year, but it's going to be best eBay slash surprise purchase. So this one, we're not going to be talking strictly. It's going to be our favorite pickup from eBay or surprise purchase. Uh, so this one's just kind of going to be open to anything. Wild card. It's always a fun one to throw in there. And then uh, yes. number 15. Yes, indeed. Number 15 is the best overall company, the best toy, toy making company, not Santa, but the best toy making company this year. And we'll definitely have some fun discussions about that. And then our last category is the big one. And that is best overall figure released in 2020. So I think that one's pretty self-explanatory and that one will be a lot of fun. And we'll, we'll talk about uh, how we made those decisions and why we picked what we picked, but those are your categories. Pretty good categories. I think Brian. Absolutely. I, I think we had a really good time a couple, uh, about a week or so back, uh, Chris and I got together and we decided, Hey, we want to create a yearly tradition and we were trying to think of ways to do that. And one of the things we thought of was our uh, creating awards. Um, and we thought about the way we talk about toys and collectibles all year. And we think about what we like about each one and what are those attributes that stand out to us. And that's why we broke it down to these 16 categories. And, uh, and those are the ones that really matter the most to us. And so what we want to do first now is kind of go through each and Chris and I will both give our takes, our personal takes on who deserves that award for this year. So to start off, we're going to begin where we started just a moment ago with best articulation. And 
I'll start off with my choice and I'll turn it over to Chris. Uh, but my choice for best articulation this year goes to a figure that comes from a very popular line called Marvel Legends. It was an exclusive through Amazon this year, and it was part of a much eagerly awaited release of movie-based accurate figures. We're not talking the ones, no offense, Toy Biz, I loved your stuff, but we're not talking about the Toy Biz um, X-Men film figures from back when, because those definitely have the problems, and I'm sure you can find them quite often at your local comic book shop or small show for quite cheap uh, price. But now the Marvel Legends line has just been phenomenal here. You're going to hear that theme a lot today in some of the things that we talk about. That has been one of the, one of the, the most popular um, lines this year overall, and it is every year. But one figure in, in particular stood out to me this year for articulation, and that was the Hugh Jackman likeness Wolverine from not the best X-Men movie, but definitely one of the best figures this year, which was the uh, X-Men Origins Wolverines film. But it's basically the Wolverine figure that was from the exclusive line, um, film line through, and this figure specifically through Amazon, of Wolverine with the white tank top and jeans and boots. And the articulation was quite fantastic on this figure. Um, the amount of range and ability with the double jointed knees and elbows were quite fantastic. And the ability to switch out claws and bone claws and adamantium claws individually from the hands and having two different sets of hands as well on top of that really was an impressive piece of this figure along with the two interchangeable heads really allowed for a lot of articulation and different options. So that's really what stood out to me. Just the ability also, let me not forget about the thigh swivels and uh, the um, the shoulder um, and arm swivels on top of the double joints just really allow for so much posability for this figure. Yeah, I think that's a great choice. You know, you hit it on the head there. Marvel Legends, they were quite the juggernaut this year and gave us a lot of stuff. And, and I'm going to move into a line that was brand new this year. Uh, and that's the G.I. Joe Classifieds line. So as you may know, this year Hasbro launched the G.I. Joe Classifieds line. Um, and, you know, it's been a success if you can find them. <laughs> but the figure I, I picked, you heard me talk about it uh, when we first started doing this podcast. And I had mentioned that it was probably going to be in our year in review show if we did one. And sure enough, it is. And that is the Snake Eyes G.I. Joe Classifieds exclusive Toy Fair version. Now, I was able to get this figure into so many different poses. And when you're playing around with a Snake Eyes figure, that's what you want to be able to do. I mean, he's, you know, he's, he's a stealthy guy. He's a ninja. You know, he's a special ops guy. He does all these things. And I had him pose on my show for the longest time in a kicking pose, and he held it there. Uh, it's just great. He's got all the articulation you would need to put him in the poses you want. And I was pleasantly surprised when I got it. He comes with... Uh, I don't think he comes with a, a different head, but he's got the the paint job on the head is like the uh, like the original. And 
but he's got some different hands in there. He comes with a ton of weapons and he's able to wield those weapons and you can move them around and just, you can put them in, in any position you need to put them in. And right now I have them on my shelf fighting the storm shadow uh, from Amazon. And so we're having a little ninja showdown on my shelf, but that's my pick for best articulation. Great choice, Chris. Absolutely. Um, and that's what's great about the two of us is we collect two different types of lines and it really uh, it's fun to hear all the different types of things that we collect and and i always enjoy hearing about the gi joe stories through you just like you enjoy all of the NEC and tmnt and and stories through me so it's always fun to share that uh mutual love for toys through the different lines that we collect yeah it's been a a year of learning, I think, too, as, as <laughs> you've educated me on lines that you collect that I really didn't look at too closely, which now when I go into a store, I go over to that section and be like, hey, Brian, you need this? I do the same. Yeah, and I do the same, too. It's it really just adds to the enjoyment of this of this uh, of this hobby. You know, it, it's it's such a fun thing, especially when you find a community of like minded individuals. Um, so our second category is best face sculpt. And I'm going to turn it over to Chris to announce his first, and then I'll follow up with mine. Now, see, this one was a tough one for me uh, because I wanted to go with the human figure, but in the end I didn't. And uh, the, the line that this figure is from is from the Black Series, the Star Wars Black Series, which is now a well-established line, which has been going since I think 2013. And I was counting last night and I met almost 200 figures in that line as I was updating my inventory. Wow. But I, yeah, but I ended up going, I didn't go with the human as much as I wanted to, but I <laughs> went with, and I'm playing my hand a little bit here. I went with Yoda from the two pack with Luke. And the reason I did that is he comes with, he comes with two heads, right? One is with the eyes closed where he's like concentrating and using the force, like when he's raising the X-Wing. And the other is a, is a regular head. He's got his eyes open, but they really nailed the head sculpt. And they, they just, it's so well done compared to the, the other Yoda that they got their, more than got their use out of, that was never quite right. And I would actually go and say that actually, this is the best Yoda that they've done in either of their scales. But the head that, sculpt that's is, saying something. Yeah. yeah, that is saying something right there. Well, I'll say this. To go with that theme of two-packs, who would have thought the best face sculpts for both of us would come from a two-pack, right? Um, right? And for me, to keep with my theme of Marvel Legends, which is a surprise because I got out of Marvel Legends a while back, but th just because of how great those figures were, the second half of this year, it kind of pulled me in a little bit. Didn't buy a bunch, but I bought five or six towards the last half of this year that have really stood out to me because it's figures I've been waiting on to see made correctly uh, for a long time. And a figure that really stood out to me was also from the movie line of X-Men was a two-pack of Magneto and Professor X. Now, the Professor X figure is nothing to crawl home about, especially with the wheelchair, which is, is definitely not the greatest of, of accessories. But what stands out about this set is the face sculpt on the great Sir Ian McKellen's 
performance of Magneto from the original three films and a couple of the crossover films done most recently. Um, and the face sculpt is just impressive. I have, I am just wowed entirely by the real life technique that has been used in the current line of figures from Marvel Legends. It is absolutely impressive to me how much we have grown in our ability to create a much more lifelike representation of characters in a 12 scale form. I am just wowed by this figure in particular. The face sculpt is impressive for Magneto. Yeah, I agree. I've seen this one and while I don't own it, which is why, you know, it doesn't qualify for my list. It is absolutely gorgeous and dead on. And yeah, you hit it there. We're getting uh, into face sculpts. We're getting really good. Now, if we could just get Luke right, we still quite, <laughs> can't quite get Luke right, but that leads us into number three. So this one is the, the best use of paint application throughout the figure. And so in, in this one, as we explained, we're going to talk about the best application of, of paint and, and who used it the best and how they did it the best. And uh, I'll let Brian go with his pick first. A surprise here from, from the house, the house of turtle uh, comes and the house of Marvel is a switcheroo on you guys. We're going down the DC multiverse line here with McFarlane's impressive debut year um, with DC figures. And I will say devastator was such an amazing figure. This is obviously um, from the DC Multiverse McFarlane line. This is a figure that is from a alternate Earth, much like our current trend in comics and in film, right? A lot of multiverse concepts. And uh, this is an alternate version of Batman if he had melded with Doomsday, if you will. And this is what we get, the character Devastator. And it is a massive hunk of plastic. And even more impressive is the texturing throughout the figure and how massive it is. And we're talking a $19.99 MSRP price point on a figure that is the size of a Build-A-Figure from Marvel. And on top of that, the amount of detail interwoven throughout the figure um, and the way the texturing of the bone on top of this, the, the flesh and sinew of this character really just impressed me, the amount of work that was done into the sculpt um, throughout the figure. Um, it's just a really fun character. And I'm not a big DC person, but the figure was that cool, was that amazing that it attracted me to purchase it. Yeah, I have to say, I have gone down the uh, McFarland DC multiverse this year. <laughs> and I saw this figure and I almost bought it. And when I picked it up, it is hefty. It is a weighty figure. So you are getting your money's worth. But, you know, for me, I stuck with my bread and butter, which was Star Wars, the Black Series. And I went with Tebow, which is our first Ewok in this scale in the in the six inch scale and the way that they applied the paint and made his fur just look 
you know, like it's got the different layers to it and the dimensions and then, you know, textured, it's textured as well. So that the way that they've applied that paint to the texture there, it really gives it like, the, the, it looks like fur, which is hard to do on a hunk of plastic. And it's just, it was great. I wasn't thinking when I bought this figure that this was going to be a contender for, for any category or whatever, but I was so impressed when I opened it and it's just, it's so great. And I'm excited to see other Ewoks in the line because of this, you know, typically Ewoks have been just kind of like, there's a little texturing to them and there's a little bit of paint, but this guy has all the paint. It looks screen accurate. It's fantastic. The different browns and the greens and then the subtle dry brushing. Oh my gosh. It's, it brings out the, the detail, the way that they've done this figure. And I'm really excited to get more Ewoks in the line because of the way they've done this figure. That's awesome. Who doesn't love a good Ewok, right? And I'm excited for Paplu um, come next year. You know, he may sneak into 2021, right? In, into our, <laughs> into <Yeah>. our uh, <laughs> list of, of favorite figures um, once we finally have that in our hands. Um, so the next thing that pops up is best individual figure from an established line and property. As we mentioned before, this is a line that has to have been established before 2020 um, and a property that has been licensed before 2020 and continues through 2020 and beyond. So this year uh, for, uh, for that choice, um, I had a change of heart actually this morning because I got word that I now own something that I didn't think was going to come out this year, but did. And now I have it. So I, I'm going to leave you in suspense while Chris gives you his answer. <laughs> so it's not what's what we discussed. That's no, it's not. I'm, I'm leaving wondering. you in suspense. Okay. Okay. Well, while we, while Brian's leaving us in suspense, me included, I went with, you know, it seems like there's a theme going on here, but I went with another Star Wars Black Series figure, and this figure blew me away when they announced it, and I was hoping that it was half as good as what it looked like when they showed it at Toy Fair, and it did not disappoint, and that's the Hoth Trooper. So it's the, the Rebel Trooper from Hoth, and the fact that you can display him eight different ways because he comes with that face plate that fits into his backpack which has the the beard on it and then his, he's got the the clean shaven face and then it comes with the scarf and goggles and so that you can display him eight different ways so really it's like it's nice to have a figure like that if you wanted to build a diorama that is able to be displayed differently look differently so you don't look and go these guys look all exactly the same <laughs> there's eight twins running around <laughs> you know but they really went above and beyond and i'm hoping that this is going to be at least for human troop building figures that this is kind of going to be what they give us where it's it has different options and you can display it different ways and i actually bought two uh, ah. I'm not build a big yeah i'm not going to build a big army but i do have two so i could at least display them with the different heads or the different faces and you know just great with the different accessories that you can pose them with and he comes with Two, he comes with a rifle and he comes with a, a, a hand blaster. So you really are getting your money's worth with this figure. It'd be nice to see Hasbro do something like they've done with Marvel 
and put out a multi-pack like where you could buy four of them you know and we'll see hopefully if if they ever give us a rebel trooper for endor they do the same thing but that is my pick for for this category all right so i'll take off the suspense and i'll say that originally the one i had chosen and uh was going to say today was metalhead from NECA and TMNT. But if you've been following the news in the month of December, you might know that NECA items that were supposedly going to come out in 2021 have been starting to hit shelves in 2020. And one of those items is a figure I have been waiting for my entire life. It's a figure that I wanted as a child um, that I never got when it was from a vintage time of the 80s. But there's a character in TMNT that I have always found fascinating in toy form, and that is the android body Krang. And I can say very excitedly, uh, thankfully to my uh, message group of uh, Turtle Power and my Turtle Bros across the nation, um, I have an Android Krang in possession and can tell you that it is absolutely a phenomenal figure. And it, it was on my list as being possibly the best individual figure for this year, but then it got pushed back, but then it got pushed forward. So now it is still a 2020 contender and it is my best individual figure because the amazing sculpt, the ability to um, also the added little fun accessories that NECA does like baby shredder, that it comes with and the different types of antenna that came with it that you can then not only use for Krang Android body, but also to help supplement Metalhead from earlier in the year makes it such a great, great addition to the cartoon line for the uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles NECA um, figures. But that is my surprise change uh, for best individual figure from an established line and property. Nice. I had seen that those were making their way out early. I, I'd seen the excitement on, on Facebook about it. So that's pretty cool that it was able to squeak in there and still qualify for this year. And you've got them in hand now. And, and yeah, that's awesome. Indeed. It, it, it was a pleasant surprise when I got messages uh, from uh, my friends, uh, friends over on the, on the West coast of side saying, Hey, 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 do you need one? I'm like, yes. <laughs> nice <laughs> and uh yeah but i gotta give a shout out to to uh his nickname is uh a shout out to uh to my boy and and funny is guess what his nickname is is it krang <laughs> it is you're absolutely right his nickname nice. is krang so krang found krang and was able to help uh his fellow turtle bro out and i can't thank him enough uh what a fantastic dude and a fantastic group of people and we can't stress that enough on this on this podcast how important it is to find your community to find your group of folks that have the same ideas and thoughts and, and enjoyment and hobby as you do it just makes it a lot more fun yeah i echo that sentiment and you know i've helped people this year and i've had people help me this year 
like you've you know you've got your uh, your turtles groups um i've got my my star wars group and you know it's it really is nice to have that group to to help out with and you know since we're speaking of uh of groups here we'll kind of go into our next category and that is best individual figure from a new property in 2020. So when I talk about groups there, you know, I know a lot of us get excited about new properties. And so this year we had some, some new properties show up and some of these are not new licenses per se or new properties per se, but they're new lines that started under those properties. And so that's where we're at. And I'll kind of kick this one off here because I was excited that this line was, was coming out and it's been, it was talked about for almost two years before we actually got any figures. I think it was at Toy Fair in 2019 and uh, we got rumors in late 2018, but that is the Masters of the Universe Origins line. And for me, I went with Orco. And the reason I went with Orco, and I didn't think I was going to go with this figure, but then I thought about it. And, you know, the, the original vintage Orco figure didn't really look like the filmation version. And I think this figure that they did in the Origins line, it's, it's a great representation of Orco. And it kind of it captures the filmation, but it also captures a little bit of the vintage figure. So you're getting the best of both worlds. And he comes with a display stand. So he's actually looks like he's floating. And for me, I was like, oh, I love that. Cause for me, Orko was never quite right. Even as a kid in the vintage line. And so I'm going with Orko and I'm really excited about this masters of the universe origins line going forward. Absolutely. Uh, and I know how much, enjoyment you have gotten this year from getting back into your roots right and getting back into one of the things that first got you excited about collecting when you were younger um with masters of the universe so it, it's nice that they, even the, even the title of this line is perfect right origins right is getting back to your origins and, and sharing that with a new generation so props props to uh, mattel for for pulling off a great um, rein, uh, reinvigoration of Masters of the Universe. Definitely. And that turns over to my favorite uh, best individual figure from a new property this year. And it's something that as a young person, I've always wanted to see figures made of. And this year, one of the, another dream came true, right? And in a year of weirdness and, and not so much fun, you know, it's nice to see a couple of good things, you know, a couple of fun things happen. And one of those was we got to see our first ever fully realized, um, well-designed versions of characters we never thought would be made in a 12th scale format or even, uh, I'd say, an 18th scale format if we're talking, uh, not 18, excuse me, but more of like a 10th scale format like we see with NECA. And uh, my other NECA choice, since I went with NECA both times for best individual figure, um, would be the ultimate Marty McFly uh, from Back to the Future Part 1. So this was a figure that 
I, I honestly never thought would get made. <laughs> I always said, oh, it would be so cool if they made Back to the Future figures. But, I mean, we're talking about a very small <laughs> group of people that want that to happen. But that's why you have companies like NECA, Super 7. They make the stuff for us <laughs> that, that we don't think others will make, um, like the big, the big wigs. And uh, this figure, although let's be honest, NECA does have their quality control issues from time to time and, and the joints can get a little bit stiff, but that's part of understanding how to work with the figures from different lines. Everyone has their torques and things like that um, and has some issues. But what I will say about this figure, it is a beautiful design. And you can say that for a lot of NECA's figures as well. And the even down to the face sculpt, I would say, is pretty good. You know, it's not going to uh, be photorealistic to the extent of what we saw with Sir Ian McKellen. It didn't win that award, right? But what it did do was accurately display Marty McFly's likeness um, in a way that I thought was pretty close. Pretty, pretty close. Um, the amount of uh, accessories, which is pretty common with a NECA purchase, were impressive. Um, and just overall, I think it's just... A, 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 a an amazing time to be able to say I own a figure that I can display that's not Hot Toys of Marty McFly. It's just really cool. Yeah, it's crazy to see that the Back to the Future got a lot of love this year with the figures they put out, the reaction figures from uh, Super 7. 35 so, years. Yeah, it's crazy. I don't I don't think of that movie as 35 years, you know? Then again, I don't think of Star Wars as being as old <laughs> as it is. <laughs> ah, we're getting older. This is, this is true. Number... Which leads us to the next section of our award ceremony. After we've left the bit, best individual figures, we're now going to talk about the best vehicle or playset. So think about what we like to use our figures with, right? We want to display them and we want to utilize really cool ways to do that. And some of the best ways to do that are with a really cool vehicle playset or piece that really allows us to make that figure stand out in the sense of its environment. So I'm going to turn over to Chris to let us know what his choice was for best vehicle or playset in 2020. And here we go again with Masters of the Universe Origins. So, you know, obviously you touched on it, Brian. That's a line that I've really enjoyed collecting. But in this case, I'm going to go with the Sky Sled. And there's a couple of reasons that this is my pick for best vehicle or playset. And it's actually kind of both, isn't it? It's a vehicle and a playset because it comes with a base that makes it look like it's flying. So it has an adjustable like arm so you can put the sky sled like it's it's flying but it also what's genius about the sky sled that mattel did is they made it so you could switch it out between the heroes sky sled and the villains sky sled so you can take a couple parts off of there and make it so it's either for the heroes or the villains which i thought was fantastic and it comes with a prince adam figure so you've got your prince adam figure now you're set there but the detail on it is great uh, the figure fits on there. Fantastic. And for me, I never had as much He-Man as I had growing up. I never had the Sky Sled. So we had like, you know, Point Dread, Attack Track, you know, Rotan, 
the land shark, all those vehicles, but I never had a sky sled. So to have a sky sled in this line is, is fantastic. And it's just the detail that they put into it. Um, they made a couple of changes from, from what the vintage one was, but I think they were good choices. And the fact that you can swap it out to be the heroes or the villains. And it was tough for me not to pick up a second one. <laughs> you that know, is, that is my and that that's what plays into the idea that that these are our choices so i know a lot of people and and i want to give an honorable mention since you brought master of the universe i also want to give an honorable mention and i want you to chime in on this too chris is let's at least we want to give appreciation to the hard work super seven did this year into creating probably one of the most impressive pieces of plastic wonder in playset form that has been made in many years, which was oh, yeah. the unbelievably gorgeous Snake Mountain. Um, I can't give enough credit to Super 7 for following through on a license that they don't have much access to anymore and still making such an incredible item to make so many collectors happy this Christmas season. Um, props to Super 7. We, I just want to make sure that we mention that today, um, you know, just because it was such an impressive thing made. Uh, neither of us were willing to shell out the dough. No offense, Super 7. We just didn't have it in our budget this year. Not that it wasn't amazing, and I wish I had the money and space to spend on it. Yeah, I think that's, that's a fair point. And, you know, like you pointed out, neither one of us own this, but I tell you, I've watched quite a few YouTube, quite a <laughs> few YouTube videos on unboxing and just how big that box is and how massive that Snake Mountain is and the detail that they put in it. And you can tell that they really love that line and they love the vintage toys because they've they've done homages and they've put little easter eggs in snake mountain from the original too and it's just a fantastic piece so i'm glad you brought that up brian absolutely so now i'll give my choice and um to continue my theme uh for the last couple of uh uh categories it also comes from NECA. And not for the reason that you would think, but for the amazing use, multi-use of this, the street scene diorama was released uh, this year. Um, and the street scene diorama was previously an exclusive and it had a very specific deco on it. And it was released as a San Diego Comic-Con exclusive um, just a couple years back um, when they released the movie Turtles for the first time. Um, and unfortunately, I was not able to fight the the internets to get it back then but the release this year was of a generic but the same mold um of the street scene diorama and what's great about it is it allows the flexibility to be used for a lot of various uh cityscape looks and building looks um with different lines you can use it for marvel you can use it for NECA. you can use it for dc you can use it for gi joe there's so many things you can do with it and that's what makes it so much fun there's so much flexibility in the look and feel of it and what a great piece to use as a diorama backdrop for a lot of different fun things and to have three levels to it really allows to it and at a price point that's quite manageable where we're talking at about 110 dollars that's really impressive and props to NECA specifically because we don't see a lot of dioramas being created 
for use um, on main licenses or main companies. Um, we're starting to see more of them come out um, with props to GTP and what they're working on right now with um, the 12 scale uh, uh, Tana 4 hallway, which will have full on LEDs and electronics. I'm super excited about that and put my pre-order in. Um, I hope you did before December 13th. Um, and, uh, you know, and we're going to see more stuff out of major companies like Hasbro as well, doing stuff for the 18th scale or the three and three quarter figures. Um, but I, I definitely would love to see more dioramas and vehicles in the future. Hopefully something that doesn't rely on a crowdfunding source like a HasLab with the Razor Crest. I know it's a sore subject for a lot of people right now. Can't say we didn't warn you on that. Um, just gonna, I'm not, not going to put salt in the wound, but apparently I am. Um, just to say that, you know, that's, that's kind of one of the reasons why Chris and I decided not to jump in on it. No offense to those who did. I hope they get it. I hope they enjoy it and create some wonderful pictures and, and, and memories with it. But we just felt like um, it wasn't the right investment for us. But, you know, we, we, we hope that we see more stuff come out in that respect in the next couple of years, because I think people are getting to the point where they need ways to display items. And I think we are lacking in that area a bit. So number seven in our categories is best convention exclusive. And as we pointed out, this has been a weird year because we really haven't had any conventions. We've had virtual conventions, PulseCon, you know, San Diego Comic-Con online, but we haven't had any in-person conventions. But on the same token, this has given us more access to exclusives than perhaps we've had before as companies have made enough to meet the demand, as in the case of the Star Wars uh, exclusive with the Endor pack. But to kind of tip my hand from earlier, for best convention exclusive, I'm going to go with the Snake Eyes G.I. Joe Classifieds from Toy Fair. Uh, I think I've talked about, you know, the articulation. It comes with a ton of weapons. It came in a really gorgeous box. And it kind of had a slip cover over it. And it's got the, I believe it's pronounced Ashikagi um, on there from the, uh, the tattoo that Storm Shadow and Snake Eyes have. It's got that on there. It's got the wolf on there, which obviously is a little Easter egg for timber. It's just really well done. It's, it was a great way for Hasbro to launch the G.I. Joe Classifieds line. Unfortunately, from there, it kind of goes a little south with availability, but it was a great way to launch and, and generate excitement for that line. And that is still my favorite G.I. Joe Classified figure for this year. That's a great one. Yeah, definitely. For me, I'm going to give our first award to a toy company that has definitely impressed me a bunch this year um, from ownership down from the good old Brian Flynn of Super 7 and the, the launch of the TMNT Ultimate Series, the first figure released to the public was a glow-in-the-dark Baxter Stockman. What a glorious gorgeous well thought out release a good fit for a convention exclusive and that was part of their sdcc at home lineup of exclusives they did a really fun video montage each day each day being focused on a different group of properties that super seven has 
obviously they did Turtle Tuesdays. And on Tuesday, uh, from his home, Brian did a great video on the glow in the dark Baxter Stockman. And it was such a great figure. And it was so, and the one thing I loved about it was how accessible it was to purchase. Um, really well done by Brian Flynn. They continue to do great work. You have to wait a little while to get your figures, but when you do, you're quite impressed and you're happy with them. And they do serve the collecting community well. Props to Super 7. Yeah, they've done a great job with with their lines. Uh, you know, even their their Disney line tempted me with a couple of those figures. But yeah, they're doing some great things. Indeed. Which leads us to number eight, the best store exclusive. I'm sure it's a great part in your heart when you hear the word store exclusive. But <laughs> uh, it's something we have to live with in today's collecting world. And with store exclusives come specific figures that really stand out to us. For me, this year, a figure that I was reminded of when we were going over this a week or so ago, um, that stood out to me that I waited in a line of people on the day it was released and got one of only four they had in the store. Um, and I'm sure it was easier for some of you in other areas, but Central Florida can be a bit tough, um, was Hondo Onaka from Galaxy's Edge Target Exclusive. And what a great figure, great, uh, great use of sculpt, um, a, a character we've always wanted in that 12th scale, but was originally, I'll be honest, it, the sculpt was available originally as part of a four-figure pack, but it was only available in the park as part of a pack. This was its first ever individual release to the general public through their relationship with Target. So very much my favorite uh, star exclusive this year. Yeah, I I also got the Hondo Anaka, and he is a great figure. He was close uh, on this list for me. Um, I do want to point out something ironic here, Brian, and that is that you chose a Target exclusive, which is the retailer that you've had the most trouble with this year, and I chose a Walmart <laughs> exclusive, which is the retailer that I've had the most trouble with this year. But isn't <laughs> that I the thrill of the hunt? <laughs> but isn't go. that goes? Doesn't that go directly with our name, right? Thrill of the hunt. Yeah. It's frustrating, but it's a thrill. But so you know, my figure for best store exclusive is the Mister T from the masters of the WWE. And what this is, this line is, it's figures from the WWE, but they're kind of done in a masters of the universe twist. And while I'm not a huge wrestling uh, collector, you know, I, these are the wrestlers from my era growing up. They've done like Jake the Snake and Macho Man and Hulkster. They've done some modern ones too with, you know, The Rock and Stone Cold and even some, some ones that are wrestling today. Um, I don't go deep in this line. I have the undertaker cause he glows in the dark and I'm a sucker for glow in the dark toys as, as kind of like, uh, with the, the Baxter, <laughs> but, uh, the Mr. T, when I saw they announced him, I had to have Mr. T cause Mr. It's freaking Mr. T man. <laughs> so for me, that is my best store exclusive. I love that figure. And he lives right alongside my masters of the universe origin figures on my shelf. 
So with number nine, we decided on our best figure line or license from a major company or property. Like we said earlier, we're looking at a company that has a major footprint in the toy and collectibles community. Um, so we're talking about our big powerhouses here. And for me, big surprise, it had to be Marvel Legends from Hasbro. That was the one that stood out to me this year. They were just on point all the way throughout the year. Uh, Dan and uh, Dan, probably one of my favorite uh, guys watching him on the Fan First Friday streams for Marvel Legends. Um, and um, what was the other gentleman that you always enjoyed listening to, Chris? Uh, his name escapes me. Say it again. I, I'm... The, the name of the other Marvel Legends uh, individual that uh, is always on the on the Fran First Fridays? Oh, not Dan. Um, you, you said Dan. I'm thinking of, uh, oh my gosh, I can't, I'm drawing a blank now. Well, anyway, we love his work. Uh, we love the two <laughs> of them and they're back and forth and, and it's fun to listen to them joke around. And you can just see their true passion. Uh, for uh, for making these figures and creating these characters in playable form. So uh, that was my major property and company of the year it had to be Marvel Legends from Hasbro. Um, I really thought they just stood out to me. So uh, we're going to keep it in the family here with Hasbro, but I'm going to go with the Power Rangers as the best figure line or license from a major company. Uh, for me, that has been my favorite line to collect this year. I know, I know, it's strange. It's not Star Wars, <laughs> which is usually my bread and butter. <laughs> but, you know, when Hasbro acquired the license last year, for, well, they acquired it before last year, but when they showed that they were doing the White Ranger to start the Power Rangers Lightning Collection line, I knew that I was probably going to at least be getting the Mighty Morphin team. And I thought, well, we'll see. But yeah, I'm, I'm not going to collect all Ranger teams. I'm only collecting the ones I really enjoy. Um, but they have, it's been a source of, of great fun for me to get these figures this year. And this year we got to complete our Mighty Morphin team. We're working on like metallic armor for Mighty Morphin now. SPD, which is another favorite team of mine. We're getting around there. So for me, it's, it's really been Power Rangers. And then, of course, they did that Zeo Megazord, which it doesn't transform, but the amount of articulation that they put into that, it can do poses that a Megazord that transforms can't do. Wow. So I'm excited to see what else they, yeah, I'm excited to see what else they offer. They did do the Dino Megazord in that uh, plastic. Yeah, I saw well, those. I mean, plastic, but those. And I did end up getting those. It's okay. Ah, it you did. Have, yeah, I did. <laughs> I've got it displayed where those are in their in their animal form, and then I have the Bandai one displayed next to it, and you know, as the Megazord. But actually, you know, that one too has more articulation than what you would get out of a, you know, one that's got metal pieces and whatnot. But it's just been a fun line for me to collect. It's been nostalgic, you know, especially since I've told the story on the show of how I watched Super Sentai over in Japan growing up, and. That's just been so much fun for me to collect. When I look when I look at those shelves with the Power Ranger stuff on it, it just brings me so much joy this year. 
in a year where joy is much needed. Um, yes. <laughs> for for and, number, uh, t- yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I was gonna say for number ten, we have uh, best figure line or license from an independent or small company, and we debated a little bit on what exactly fits <laughs> independent or small company. So you may or may not agree on the, them being a independent or small company, but these are our choices. Um, I'm going to let Brian tell you what his is first. <laughs> so the two companies that we're going to talk about, and I'm not going to give away Chris's obviously, but they're companies, as Chris kind of mentioned, you might see as a little bit bigger than independent, but we still see them as independent because they're nowhere near the scale of, let's say, a Hasbro and Mattel. Uh, for for starters Uh, but for me in particular it has to be the wonderful work that the company of NECA has been doing with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles line Um, just an insane amount of releases this year um, in variety we're talking three lines one arcade line for our fan channels and for third parties local comic book shops Um, a cartoon line based on the original 1980s television series that really created and developed the popularity of Ninja Turtles in the mainstream with Target. And then finally, the movie line based on the fantastic Jim Henson um, Turtles of the 1990 film of its same name. Um, And those released through originally GameStop, but Walmart this year. So it has been such a phenomenal year for Ninja Turtle fans to be able to enjoy such a great line through NECA. So powerful enough that other companies are getting into the fold like Super 7. Um, And all I can say is it's a great time to be a Turtle fan um, and soak it up while you have it and continue to buy the items and they'll continue to make the more risque interesting characters like we'll be getting this year um the excuse me in the next year in 2021 um we'll really start kind of digging into some more intense deep cuts of the turtle world so um i that's one i am uh very thankful for and consider the best line yeah so i'm gonna go with you know i kind of tipped it off here we're talking about best figure line or license from an independent or small company. And I went with McFarlane and the, the DC, uh, the DC line. And you talked about it, Brian, you know, and I think in our very first show, we talked about eyeing the McFarlane figures as we walked by. And here we are a little bit later on, you know, eight months later, and we both have McFarlane figures in our collection. (laughs) And for me, the figure that kind of really drew me in was the, the Azrael figure that they did, not the the one in the Batman armor, but the first one they did, the detail and all of that. But I think, you know, and again, you may consider McFarlane a little bit bigger, but they're not like on the scale of some of the other companies we're talking about. But McFarlane has done some awesome things with that DC license. And let's just be fair, that DC license was stale, stale, stale under <laughs> under the the previous so uh, true. license owners yeah it really was and he's gone and he's doing more obscure things a lot of batman but nothing's the same right we're getting different versions of batman so it's and it's not Death just metal. batman in black 
<laughs> right. It's not Batman in black, Batman in blue, you know, although you are getting those, but you're getting, like you said, death metal Batman and you're getting like Arkham Knight, uh, which I got Batman and Arkham Asylum. And then you're getting like Devastator and things like that, that are, are different versions of Batman that we haven't had. And I got to tell you, I bought the, the Nightwing. I want the Nightwing and, and Red Hood two pack. I want to get the, the Batwoman. I'm kind of like, I'm going to have a little little area for batman um but yeah mcfarlane is is where i'm giving that award to i i think that's a great great choice um for number 11 moving right along our best custom head or accessory this is an area i'm really excited about and have started to kind of dig into this year and uh you've heard me talk about in previous shows this year uh, it's, it's so much fun to see what artists are coming up with and um uh, a show that we're big fans of the Fouche, uh, Fouche cast and, and the Fouche and what they do with their play days. I love what Robo does with his play days and, and gives some great shout outs to different artists. And I, I have to say, thinking about all the different amazing sculpts being done by individual artists this year, the one that stood out most to me um, was an artist known as Maniple um, came up with a uh, painted head sculpt from Endgame of a battle-damaged Tom Holland um, of Iron Spider. And it is such an amazing, amazing work by an individual artist. And it, it proudly sits as the my main head of choice when I am going to be finishing up my diorama once my I Am Iron Man comes from uh, Premium Bandai. Um, and uh, it sits on my Iron Spider figure from Endgame. So I, I, that, that's definitely my favorite custom uh, item of the year. Yeah, you know, it's funny you talk about uh, Robo and the, and the play dates there. And I'm the same way. I watch those and I'm like, I have a little list going because I'm like, I need to go back and get a cape for this guy and maybe a, you know, a Jedi robe for this guy. So it's a great thing. And, you know, as you get your collection going and you realize you want to make this figure that you have the best version it can be. And of course we can argue, should you have to do those things or not? But th the bottom line is, is that we want to acknowledge the talent that these people have and what they're doing. Um, and I didn't go with, with a, a head sculpt or anything. I went with the Shogun Megazorn chest piece and sword from Starlight Studi Studios. Now the Shogun Megazord is a piece from the 90s that goes with Mighty Morphin series, or I'm sorry, season three. And it came with a really, really cheap plastic sword. It's really bendable. It's not very good. And the chest piece is the chest piece with the lightning bolt on it. It's not the show accurate piece, which is obviously the suit that they used in the Super Sentai footage. And so they did uh, the chest piece, which has the correct logo on it and the sword and their metal and that sword is hefty but it really like gives the heft to that figure it makes it look or to that megazord it makes it look great and they're they're well constructed they're metal it just looks so much better and so that i'm giving a shout out to starlight studios for that and you know it's interesting that we've kind of started down this path of custom stuff absolutely and and it's always fun to kind of add more to something, right? And that's what customizing is about, is taking something that's already pretty good, 
but making it great and really stand out in your display. And I think that's what I enjoy most about the custom aspect of uh, figure collecting in particular. It, it's, it's just so much fun to also throw appreciation to those artists and the individual ideas that they put into reality of the same ideas that a lot of us collectors have, but maybe don't have the tools or the skills to do. Yeah, I really agree with you there. I not necessarily the handiest, although I am getting braver and trying different things. There you go. With my figures, but uh, you know, we'll see. There's a couple things on my Christmas list that kind of help with a little bit of customization, but minor stuff, but you know, number 12, we're going to get into best import figure. So this is a figure that, you know, like we talked about, it's not coming from the U S and for me, this was kind of a hard one for me. Uh, we were hoping both Brian and I were hoping to have our Medicom Mafex Mandalorian in Beskar armor in hand, but as is known with Medicom, things get pushed back and that has now gotten pushed back from December all the way to May, I think, of next year. I know. So, yeah. So that kind of changed, you know. Um, so I went with the Gundam Universe, Gundam Death Scythe. And this figure was released in Japan last year, but it didn't make its way over here until this year. And that's when I actually got it. So I don't know. Maybe we're creating a bit of, maybe I'm creating a bit of a caveat there, but <laughs> For me, Gundam Death Scythe is my favorite Gundam, and I've done some of the model kits, and I bought the the action figures that Bandai America did of those Gundams back in the late 90s, but this is just fantastic. I even went out and bought the stand for him, so he's fighting against the wing Gundam in, in like they do in the show, and it just it has all that detail and accuracy you want, and it's it's a line. I mean, it's definitely aimed at collectors, because these are not, I mean, these, I don't want to call them fragile, but they do have some pieces on them that you have to be careful. So it's definitely not a kid's line, but oh my gosh, I was blown away when I got this in hand and I, it's still my favorite and it was in wave two and we're now on wave four of Gundam universe. So yeah, that's where I'm that's going pretty awesome. import. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty awesome. I'm going to guess uh, Brian, I can guess where you're going because <laughs> At least, at least company-wise, because you've had a banner year with this company. Yeah, I did, right? I, I went down the honey hole and continued down it all year long, filling in spots uh, of the past, something that I had always wanted to, to delve into, but finally went in headfirst. And that was the Bandai Spirits Tamashi Nations SH Figure Arts line. And specifically... Um, one figure, uh, speaking of Mandalorian, I decided to go with another character from Mandalorian that came out this year, um, which was the IG-11, um, both assassin and nursing droid. And what an amazing, amazing figure. No offense, Hasbro, but this version just blows everyone's socks off. The amount of articulation, posability of this figure down to being able to turn three different aspects of its head into 360 positions. I mean, just impressive. The articulation of its arms, legs, and its ability to carry the child in its little knapsack, or as we like to call, 
Grogu is his new name and that we have to stick with moving forward, right? Uh, I'm curious, are all the packagings that are already pre, pre-designed going to change to Grogu next year? We'll find out. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it, it's such an amazing figure and uh, really a, a lovely addition. And I'm excited to see how it looks on a speeder bike. Um, so that, that thing is, uh, on my list. I know I already have pre-ordered the Hasbro, uh, spear bike and scout trooper, but I'm hoping that, uh, figure arts goes ahead and does produce the, their version of the scout trooper and speeder bike, just so that I have a figure art speeder bike and I don't have to pay secondary market prices for the one that released a few years back. Yeah. And, you know, I have to say like, I feel like IG-11 is missing in my collection because I just didn't feel like the Hasbro one was up to snuff. So I'm, I'm ig 11 is <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Nice use of punnery. Uh, the, so number 13 is another uh, uh, one of our, our four fun categories, and this is the best Kickstarter. And it was pretty obvious to us a couple of Kickstarters that stood out this year uh, for toys and action figures in particular. And one I had to give credence to that I thought was just phenomenal use of the Kickstarter tool and uh, a bow to Mr. Todd McFarlane and his genius, as always. He is really, he is one interesting dude, right? And uh, he is definitely... Uh, not shy uh, of the camera or, or of the microphone. And, and I think that uh, giving him a platform like Kickstarter allowed him to even be more expressive. And uh, the thing that he did do with it was create a one-of-a-kind uh, throwback to his original Spawn figure, but done for today's collecting world, a modern version of his original masterpiece, back in the day of the of the 90s craze of spawn um is a absolutely gorgeous gorgeous multitude of options for many a collector and uh that went um as being approved pretty quickly i think it made over a million in a day if i remember correctly and it's just an impressive impressive start an impressive use of a crowd sharing campaign, uh, I'll say is a nudge nudge to another company. Um, and uh, that that's what stood out to me this year. You know, it's funny you talk about the fact that it made like a million in the first day. And I remember, you know, watching the, the, the kind of like different websites and, and Facebook pages and whatnot cover it. And it was kind of like a running joke, like, oh, where are they at now? Because it just took off so fast with the uh with the spawn kickstarter but it's crazy for me i went with action force which is being done by a company called valiverse and uh and i can't remember his first name right now which is a shame but they uh he basically used to work for hasbro and he broke off and he's doing his own um action figure line now and he's re- resurrecting the action force line which is the uk version of gi joe which is basically what it, what it turned out to be and towards the end of the the action force the vintage action force line it ended up being 
just G.I. Joe figures, but they did have their own unique figures at first. So he's going in and he's reimagining that because that license was available um, or that trademark was available for him to be able to purchase. And so I backed that and I have, I think, four figures, including Sergeant Slaughter, because damn it, Sergeant Slaughter has to go up with my G.I. Joes because he's a Joe. <laughs> but uh, he, that line is going to have, I think, multiple figures, I think maybe six to eight figures right now and they're with more possible. And so I have, I think, four figures coming, two of which are kind of like generic army builders. And then I got a whole bunch of weapons packs ordered too, so I can kind of switch out some of the more ridiculous science sci-fi weapons on the Joes. But that's who I'm giving a mind to. And, and you know, you kind of made a little... Uh, a little jest there. And I'll, I'll kind of say this, like, that's what <laughs> I feel like a Kickstarter should be like, here's a small up and coming and they obviously don't have the capital to do this. So they have to crowdsource it to, to get it that way. And that's where I think, you know, it's a good use of a Kickstarter. And I'll just agree that. Agreed. That's, that's where we'll leave it at. And so you know, kind of another one of our surprise categories here. We have category 14, which is best eBay slash surprise purchase. And so this one was kind of a fun one because this one we're not limited to just this year. And so uh, I'll let Brian take it away. Sure. So for me, um, as I've chronicled in previous uh, show, uh, a figure, well, a character near and dear to my heart, which, um, which I'm sure uh, surprises some people, um, is Qui Gon Jinn. Um, and Qui Gon Jinn, in I've always had a absolute love for the Jedi characters, and something the prequels did for me was allowed me to expand that love for the Jedi lore that we only got tastes of in the original trilogy. Um, which was the first trilogy I was brought up with growing up. And uh, by being able to see the prequel trilogy on the big screen, um, seeing the, the height right, right before they, they, the fall of the Jedi Order, really, and seeing the character Qui-Gon Jinn, I just connected so well with that character. And the best eBay surprise purchase for me this year was buying the SH Figure Arts Qui-Gon Jinn, which is previously a web exclusive back in, I believe 2017. And um, I was very much happy to have a great conversation with a collector from Australia. And he really helped me out and, and gave me an amazing fair price on a figure that is has a very, very high price on the secondary market. And uh, I was very lucky to, to add him uh, to my collection and, and complete a hole that I had um, with my Qui-Gon Jinn and, uh, which kind of led me to what I most recently got, which you probably saw on our Instagram and Facebook was, um, I got to add on to SH figure arts this year with a hot toys Qui-Gon I got, um, just uh, a couple weeks ago. So it's been a Qui-Gon type of year for me. You know what I like about that story, Brian, is it goes, it's hand in hand with mine. So in this best eBay surprise category, both of these have a, a great story with them because mine, and I talked about this on the show. So listeners, if you've been listening, might recall, mine is going to be the Bandai Legacy Dino Megazord. And 
uh, that's something that I eyed for a long time. I never got it was when it was in stores and it goes for crazy money now. Um, and it's just well done. I've gone back and actually gotten quite a few of the Bandai Legacy Megazords that they, that they did. But this one, I reached out to, uh, you know, uh, an eBay auction and it was one of those where you can make an offer. And I, you know, I didn't make an insulting offer, but I was kind of like, Hey, here's an offer. And we kind of went back and forth a little bit and he actually ended up accepting my second offer on it. You know, when I told him kind of, that's my, that's my ceiling for that. And he was like, well, you know, it's going to a good home. You're a fellow collector. You like Power Rangers. So I'm, I'm happy. And then he said, you know, this, this year of all years, you know, we need something that brings us joy and I'm happy that this will bring you joy. So it was really like two collectors connecting and, you know, the best of both worlds. He made some money on it. I got it for a fair price. I now have it in my collection. I was really excited to get that because that is a piece that I've eyed for a long time. And I just, you know, and I could have got it for much cheaper from Toys R Us back in the day, but I never did. And I'm just happy to have it there now. And it's so amazing. But like I said, I think the reason why these two are in there too is because of the story that goes with them. Of course, and that's what makes this category our, our sentimental category, really. This is the ones that um, we didn't expect, right? That's why it was a surprise purchase. It's ones that, you know, we've had on that list for a long time, things that we, we really, really wanted to add to kind of fill that gap or, or fill that interest we have. And it's something we either missed out or passed on that we're like, oh, man, I wish I could go back and change that, um, as Chris just described. You know, and just like me, like, oh, I wish I would have realized that this was a thing, you know, back then, because I was so focused on other things in my life. And it allowed us to have that second chance. Um, so, you know, always yep. fun to, to share Absolutely. those stories. Collectors helping collectors, right? Yes. That's what it's all about. So yes. category 15, best company. So it's been a year. It's been a really, really long year. And we have our last <laughs> yes. two categories that stand out, right? Um, our best company and our best overall figure. So I'm going to talk about best company, lead into Chris, and Chris will, will, will cover the, the last big award there as well. Um, so I'm going to say here, uh, this was um, a choice we had to make about what we thought overall, independent, big, doesn't matter, what we thought was the best toy and collectibles company for the year of 2020. Now, something Chris and I discussed when we were deciding on this, on this award and who to go with from each of us, uh, we, we decided, hey, we're going to give an award to a specific company, but we're also going to talk about companies we want to watch out for for next year. So, what I'm going to do is start off telling about who I picked as 2020. Chris can tell about who he picked, and then we'll both talk about together who we think is going to be the company to watch next year. So first of all, for me, the company this year had to be Super 7. I am just so impressed with how much this company has grown, both in its reputation and in its quality. 
in this past year and in its ability to master larger licenses. Congratulations on the Disney license, the Turtles license, and expanding to create figures that will meet different kinds of communities like the Ultimates type series, like Robo likes to say on Foosh, you know, and likes to have fun with. But um, definitely Super 7 and just the hands-on work that Brian Flynn does with his company. Uh, I, I just... I, I'm beyond impressed and I, I just hope and wish for even bigger things for them in the coming years. Yeah. Super seven is always kind of, I've known they're there, but it wasn't until this year that I really kind of realized all the stuff that they did. And I think that's, that's a fair choice. Um, and I'm kind of going to go in the opposite direction because I'm going big company here and, you know, there was a lot of factors that went into this because believe me, it wasn't all roses with this company this year in many respects, but by and large, they have a lot of the licenses that I, I collect and that I love. Um, and they've brought some stuff back and that is going to be Hasbro. Um, I think where Hasbro has excelled this year has been in the Marvel legends. And we've talked about that uh, a little bit earlier, and, and we'll talk about it a little bit later, but they've really excelled in the Marvel Legends this year. Uh, the Power Rangers line, like I said, for me, was my favorite line to collect this year. That's now a Hasbro property, and they're doing some great things there. You know, you have G.I. Joe Classifieds, and then, you know, you have, of course, my bread and butter, Star Wars. So I gave it to, to Hasbro this year just because of those things. Uh, I mean, like I said, Marvel Legends, they have a lot going on and there was a lot for me to collect from them and I've enjoyed it. Uh, and so that's, that's who I gave best company to. Awesome. Yeah. I think that's fair. Now, now let, let's take a moment here and talk about now what we see for next year. Who, who do we think is going to be that company to watch? Um, who do you think, Chris? So, you know, I have a theme going here, I guess with the big companies and that's Mattel and for one reason, and that is the Masters of the Universe Origins line. There is a lot of support for this line, and it's done quite well. And what Mattel has done is they've gotten these figures out there in good numbers. Now, I know for me, I had to hunt a couple down on eBay, and I could have had them, like if I had been patient, I could have bought them in stores, no problem, a month later. I don't regret that decision because I had them a month <laughs> earlier, and I was just super pumped to get them. But Mattel put these out in good numbers. They weren't hard to find if you were patient. And Very we'll see true. what wave, wave, wave 2 brings. I have Wave 2 because I pre-ordered it online, and Walmart actually came through there. But we'll see what happens in stores. And the other thing is, is that this line will not be exclusive to Walmart starting in 2021. Woo! It will be open to all retailers, including your Amazons and your big bad toy stores and those guys. So the accessibility is only going to grow. And the great thing that, that they've done with this line that Mattel has, has really wanted to do is they want to engage children in this line. And so the parts are made to come off and mix and match. And I've seen so many people, uh, posting in one of the face groups I'm in with this that are playing with these with their kids and their kids are enjoying it. They're enjoying it. They're playing together. They're making those memories. They're kit bashing figures. The line is just really meant for that. And it's nice to see that in a world that's kind of not 
as far as as far as kids are concerned, not engaging kids in, in toys anymore. You know, I have a good friend, and his son is into Masters of the Universe, and so it's great to see. Like, you know, I was on a Zoom call with him the other day and his son was telling me about all these figures and going into detail and it was just great to see and it really nice. was like yeah it was like i was seeing myself you know through his son's eyes as a kid again and i think that's why i'm going to say mattel i think mattel is onto something here and they're they're doing vehicles as well they're bringing vehicles into the line i mean they already did with the sky sled but they're bringing some more uh Hopefully the distribution remains on par. There are con some concerns I'm seeing online about wave one might be clogging it, but Mattel did say, look, we want to make sure that we get these characters out there, especially your He-Man and your Skeletor sure. where people can get them. And Absolutely. so I'm, I'm going to go with Mattel and they have some other exciting things. I mean, they're doing, you know, that the masters of the WWE. I don't think they expected that line to be as popular as it is and it's taken off. So they're doing more waves of that. They have some other, uh, some other licenses, but I think really the reason why I'm putting them on there is for Masters of the Universe Origins. I, I think that's a great choice for, for kind of what to look for next year. For me, uh, very simply, um, McFarlane, I think, is coming into their own. And I think, not that they were a good company before, but I think they're coming to their own in the sense of being a major player at the level of starting to transition themselves from let's say a level of independent or middle range to a larger scale company that is focused on toys. Um, McFarland used to be a very broad branding, right? And uh, Todd kind of didn't know exactly what he wanted to do. He was all over the place. He didn't know exactly where he wanted to go with things, but I would say that, they're really starting to kind of focus themselves in the world of action figures and collectibles. And I think that in the next year, we're going to see McFarlane grow in a way where I think the company is going to get to a point where it's going to start becoming a fixture on the action figure aisles, um, much like Hasbro and um, Mattel. I, I do see them getting to that level eventually. Yeah, you know, I think that's a great pick, you know, and it's McFarlane has some licenses that think about like Warhammer, but then again, I'm seeing those figures now pop up. If you go to Walmart and you go to the section over in electronics, they've got some of those over there. And then he's, you know, they've got the, the DC is the bread and butter right now. And then he's got spawn coming on the Kickstarter, you know, and I think, I think that's fair. I think that they're, that you're right. He's, they're settling into their identity. Um, I know for a long time they did sports picks. I don't think he decided he wants to move more into, you know, maybe the fantastical, if you will. Um, right. You have things like My Hero. That's great because he does. Yeah. You have things like My Hero Academia that they're starting to delve into. Yep. yep. They announced, Very popular line. They announced Avatar The Last Airbender um, as well as Legend of Korra. Um, so they're going to be delving not just into, but that entire world of Avatar, um, The Last Airbender. So um, they're continuing to expand um, their licenses. They announced, I can't remember, there was another major license they announced for next year as well. But they continue to expand and add more properties. And the more they do that, 
the more they're going to get to a level that is beyond what I think they even had in mind when they started out. Yep. Like, you know, you come for the DC and the spawn and you stay for the other things they're doing. Figures as well. Yeah. And people love those too. They love the wackiness of those figures. So I didn't think those, you know, I'm seeing so many people that collect those and enjoy collecting those. And, you know, they, they look wacky, but they look cool. So let's, let's keep that energy going here as we're going to talk about the best 2020. So the big category and so i'll go ahead and take it here and mine isn't probably going to be as big of a surprise as maybe brian's although we'll we'll see but i'll take it first and then i'll hand it over to brian and mine is going to be you ready for it it's going to be snake eyes from the gi joe classifieds the exclusive oh my god i had no idea that Uh, was coming you know no idea (laughs) You know, when it was, and I think I actually had him in another category and then swapped it out just because I wanted to make sure like I give other, you know, I wanted to cover as much as possible, but that figure I kept coming back to. And I, your podcast of, it was a great way to kick off the line. It was a great figure um, to kind of lead it off and kick it off and build excitement it's a figure that i enjoy having i know that a lot of people want it it went for crazy money on the secondary market i know hasbro got a restock on pulse albeit briefly uh i think some people are still waiting for their pre-orders if i'm not mistaken so i'm really thankful i got in on that one and yes they did do a snake eyes version in the regular line but he had the more sci-fi weapons this one he had his classic uzi you know, he has the silencers, which you gun, the sword, you know, the details on that one. The sword actually has on the, the that's who I'm giving that award to. I love this line, uh, but especially that snake eyes figure. And the funny thing is, is that I didn't really have snake eyes growing up. That was more, my brother always seemed to get the snake eyes figures. And I, <laughs> guys is going to take it for me. Very cool. Very cool indeed. I think for me, um, it goes to a line that has been very much my focal point all year um, when I'm out searching. Much like Chris has been pretty much G.I. Joe Power Rangers with Star Wars sprinkled in throughout the year for me it's been um the main one for me has been the ninja turtles and for this year in particular a figure pack that i pre-ordered all the way back in i think mid-year um was uh from the movie line and specifically the secret of the ooze um second film a token razor um and uh such amazing figures we're talking just massive pieces of plastic and the the sculpts and the, I mean the amount of accessories and 
and just, I mean, they're just, I mean, they're just massive. That's the best way I could say it. They're just fantastic figures. And I think those, even though it's from a film that is semi loved, semi hated by some of the community, um, you can't deny how amazing these figures are. And it goes all the way back to, I think, SDCC in 2019 when they first shoot, showed them off, or it was New York Toy Fair in 2019 when they first showed them off. And people were just amazed by the display. And now to actually have the figures in hand, just phenomenal. Yeah, I remember seeing those uh from toy fair this year and i was like oh those are cool those aren't characters that you ever thought you were gonna get so to see them come to life in plastic form is awesome exactly and, and i think that's what stands out to me about NECA all the time is just you know things you never thought would come they said yeah what the heck we'll make them <laughs> and i think that's what i love in my companies i think that's why super seven took my uh took my best company as well because they're like you know what i want to make them because i like it and that's what i always loved about brian flint he's like you know what i really wanted to make a uh you know i really wanted to make a glow-in-the-dark baxter stockman because i always thought i should have had a glow-in-the-dark baxter stockman as a kid um <laughs> so he went and made it uh, and i just love that mentality of of some companies that you know, they, they, they just, they, they try and do something different and something fun and be creative. And uh, I value that a lot. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. I do like it when a company does that, you know, and they go out and make a figure you weren't expecting to get and you want it as a child and you're like, oh, I finally got it. That's great. So those are our, uh, those in the next show Brian and I are going to talk a little bit we're going to give some license awards we're going to kind of break down each company and kind of give them a, a letter grade and then we're going to talk about our top 50 figures of the year and we're not going to necessarily go into detail on all 50 of the figures uh, but we are going to kind of talk about them and run down our list of the best 50 figures. Now, you know, it's a, it's a fun list we put together. Uh, there was some overlap there, but uh, you know, we felt these are a collector that you needed to get this year. Exactly. Yeah. There, there's no specific order to them. They're just our top 50, not in a countdown, but just our top 50. And we'll go through them individually on our next show after we give those, as Chris mentioned, our grades to the, the major toy companies uh, this year. And that'll round out our 2020 in review. Um, but uh, we do, we do uh, thank you for joining us this week and we wish you a happy Hanukkah, Merry Christmas, um, happy Kwanzaa, and whatever celebration you have this year, we wish you a happy, joyful, and safe one. Well, Brian, I think that's going to do it for this episode. Come back next month to hear us talk toys and collectibles on Thrill of the Hunt, a collector's podcast. Until next time, we wish you good luck on your toy hunt.
Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this show, we would love a five-star review on iTunes. You can find Thrill of the Hunt, a collector's podcast on Facebook at Thrill of the Hunt Collector Podcast. There you can interact with us and find links to our other social media channels. The thoughts, views, and opinions expressed in this show are those of the hosts and belong solely to them. This podcast is not affiliated with any of the toy companies or licenses mentioned in the show. This show may not be reproduced, repurposed, or redistributed without express written consent from the host.